afternoon, everybody. What's going on, boys? It's a pleasure to be back in the studios with you, Jimmy Boy, and we've brought our Birmingham correspondent Birmingham. in disguise, Jason. Welcome to the show as well. That's not true, Michael. Our Birmingham correspondent just didn't pick up our pick up, pick up his phone in the last couple of days. Some must be some code. Sort of audio. Yeah, I think audio issues. Yeah, this uh, is a, so basically, in essence, uh, sports desk listeners. It's great to be here. I'm happy to be speaking to you once again, but. This is a, a temporary replacement who will hopefully get our proper Birmingham correspondent what do you in it was? shortly. Lack of pie floaters? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be lack of <laughs> pie floaters. Jimmy. making the references, Now Jimmy's everybody. the one who's getting it. It was, it was too like good it. not to say it. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic, Jimmy. You know, you don't know who we are. James, Michael. And Jason. Our old mate Jason. Old mate Jason. Old mate old Jason, Jason. Old mate. Uh, sports desk on scene. Majoring in the Sin and Wealth games for the... Uh, Sin and, yeah. and Wealth Correll, like. Coming up later in the program, but we do have a bit of news <laughs> to break down in the world of sport. We do. We bit do. Of, bit of... Uh, lots of... Lots of stuff going on overnight. Oh, it's been a big night of things happening in the world of sport. Ups and downs, rivers and valleys, highs and lows. Don't know I where don't to look. Know. Should we start highs? Should we start high or start low? I think we need to build a crescendo. Let's start with the low. Oh, are, you, are, you, are you sort of like, I've got good news, bad news? You we'll always start, go for the bad news you got to start with the bad news first because you can pay it off in the end. That's right. Storytelling 101. Yeah, that's people. right. That's right. Very good. I like it. Well, a bit of, bit of sad news in the, uh, in, in the basketball world. Uh, Bill Russell, ex-Celtics extraordinaire, one of the greatest basketball players um, of his era, passing away overnight at the age of 88. Uh, he was... Incredible. Had countless. He had 10 years at the Celtics and then another three years as coach of the Celtics. Went to the Seattle Supersonics and finished his coaching career up at Sacramento Kings. 11 time NBA champion, 5 time MVP, 12 time NBA All Star, 3 time All Star first team. God, the, the list goes on. Uh, Rebounding champion. That was a thing back in the uh, back in the sixties and fifties. Wow. Two-time NCAA champion back at his college. Uh, most outstanding player in the in nineteen fifty-five for the NCAA. Uh, Presidential medal medal of freedom two thousand eleven. WCC player of the year. Two uh, two-time first team All American as well. This man scored fourteen thousand five hundred and twenty-two points. 21,620 rebounds and 4,100 assists, spamming NBA career uh, 540 uh, as a coaching record, 341 wins, 290 uh, defeats. This man was one uh, one of the best of his time. Passing away, all of the Celtics fans would be uh, in mourning today, but I feel like it's more of a celebration of life than uh, being sad about it because he lived a great life. ADH's great innings, um, Very and he will be innings. he will be remembered all around the world for everything he did. And I think Bill Russell's a pretty pretty big household name in a lot of basketball families. Hundred percent. Now, look, a lot of other uh, things happening in terms of Commonwealth Games. We had a few yes. uh, gold medal winners over the weekend, in particularly yesterday as well. Got a lot going on in the pool and uh, everywhere else and a few, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, Would you call it the greatest sport? The biggest thing coming up. It hasn't even happened yet, Jimmy. Starts in half an hour. Now, I really really suggest everyone buckle in. Glued to your seats. Like, glue yourself to your seats. Glue yourself. Because you do not want to move PVA, no, isn't going to do it. Tarzan grip. The strongest gorilla, you can get. Gorilla glue is, yourself. It, it's not gorilla tape. What is it? Um, oh, what, what was that glue? It's called. Is it gorilla glue? 
I don't know, but it's, one, it's like that super, super strong one. Yes. Greatest sport Use in the that. world. Lawn Bowls <laughs> gold medal event <laughs> coming up at 5.30. Oh, my God. This is a... Uh, Get your cats excited, folks. Oh, oh this is huge. This, Bring your walker. This is crazy. <laughs> this is a... Uh, huge. Almost a seven-hour marathon. Oh, my God. Of just straight Lawn Bowls. Victoria Park in uh, in Birmingham. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. The home of Ozzy Osbourne. Well, that true? Jeez. Did you not, not know that? Did no, we didn't know. Yeah, he's from Birmingham, uh, Black not, Sabbath. Not, not, That's not where Duran Duran, though. Not Duran Duran, admittedly. You've got to admit. I love the... But I think... Or as or the Singaporeans the call them, uh, Durian. Yeah, Durian. <laughs> Durian. <laughs> yeah. Smelly fruit. Yeah, yeah. English no, exciting times. Lawn bowls. It was a bit of smelly fruit there. Big week in the footy as well. Pies in the top three after a big win against Port Adelaide. Another clutch one. Mate, another one down the what are they doing? The, uh, I feel slightly better losing after the siren, knowing that we weren't the last of the winning that's streak. That's true. That's true. I actually feel a lot better. About so that I'm today. slightly better call. about that. Still salty about Jamie Elliott, but I mean it was never in doubt at any point. But no, six points to win to Collingwood, and uh, we'll be covering a lot more in footy news, probably to close out the show. I think we'll dedicate a bit of time agree. to that uh, in. The round ball sport of tennis, the bouncy round ball I sport. Got, I, I got excited. I thought you were going to say football. I'm about to say football. Come I know, on, I know. I got you. That, that's cruel, Jimmy. Got me excited. Um, Alex Diminar, the demon, the demonister. Uh, he claims his second Atlanta Open victory. And what about the special K boys? Have we forgotten about them? I hope not, because Who? Kyrgios Who? and Kokonakis Who? have sweeped the doubles. Winning their second doubles title. So yeah, go and Google them, Jimmy. Um, the special K. They uh, are coming. Tenacy Kokonakis. And Nick Kigrios? I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> I don't know. Someone needs an education, he's, 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 I don't know. Divide, got, divided no sports idea. desk right I've got here, no I idea. Yep. Well, anyway, they, 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 you know, just... Some some boys from Melbourne they've just claimed victory and uh, one from <laughs> one from Canberra uh, they're doing all right they're doing all right so that's um that's all I've got for you in the world of tennis but uh, my hat we're going to talk a lot about the Commonwealth Games and there's a lot going on for the break we're doing a bit of news bit of a bit of chit chat about what's going on in the world of sport uh, now should we get into a bit of a games bit of Commonwealth games bit of a Bit of results, bit of gold medal action, bit of Australia absolutely clean sweep in the Commonwealth. Burn, because burn, burn, baby, Birmingham. The Queen's got nothing on us, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 22 to, uh, medals thus far, James. It's very exciting. 22 times. golds, 13 silvers, 17 bronzes, total of 52 medals. England falling uh, 18 short of us at 34, 11 golds, 16 silvers, 7 bronzes. Uh, take that. Queen and take that for your Commonwealth because that's what you deserve when you ship people <laughs> off to a little island and they start becoming good at sport. We are on guard. It's not our fault. We're doing well, aren't we? It's, it's not, our, not our Like fault. I said, we were talking about. Um, I, I would manage to stay up at around about one thirty in the morning to witness in. Uh, it was in the uh, points race in the cycling over at the Velodrome to see Georgia Baker take home the goal defeating Nia Evans. It's good to see an Evans from Scotland actually Bringing home a little bit of silver. Yeah, it's good Scotland. to see Evans rep- represented. And Elmer King with 32 from uh, from Wales taking out the bronze there. And, no, very exciting to see Georgia Baker take away that with a total of 55. It was a clear victory. She didn't even need to finish first. She just had the points, but she brought it home strong. Also, Matthew Richardson, not 
ex-Richmond legend. Richo, 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 man. Richo man. Or Richo, to be I a bit want to be a Richo man. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, if you want to make it more contemporary, you can go, Richo. Oh, you want the chats, that's it. No, not the chats. Picket Palace. Oh, Picket Palace. Why did... I was in a pub feed this morning, and I was like, God, this sounds a bit like Anthony McDonald's when you're playing footy. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Two different bands. But, you know, they both scream. Same thing. <laughs> Not wrong. But no, in the men's sprint, it was a Matthew Richardson's Australian cycling, uh, cycler bringing home the gold for Australia here again. And in second place was Nick's, Nicholas Paul from Trinidad and Tobago with Jack and Jack Carlin from Scotland taking out the bronze. But of course, the, one of the big events, one of the things that we excel at the most, Michael, it is the swimming in. You don't say. Oh boy, it was exciting times. 100 metre backstroke, Emma <laughs> well, McKeon like... breaking games record, wow. 58.6 seconds in the 100 metre backstroke. Take, uh, defeating Kylie Mass, 83.73 seconds, and Mitty Harris, 59.62. A uh, second Aussie in that race was uh, Mima Atherton, finishing fourth with 1 minute point oh two. Can we just talk about Emma McKean for a second? Because she now has 11 Commonwealth Games gold medals. It's the most in Commonwealth Game history. And after today's women's 50-metre freestyle final, she now leads Susie O'Neill, Ian Forp, and Liesl Jones, if you don't mind. So the crazy part about it is, guys, is she's got probably another Commonwealth Games in her, which will be back in Australia. So, I mean, that would be a nice one song for her if she can if she can get there. But just continues to break records. And she reminds me a lot of Susie O'Neill in the fact that she's just so calm and collected. You rarely see her you know, blow up or, or, or show frustration or anger. She's very she's very, very composed. Yep. But as soon as she's in the pool, she just absolutely dominates and she brings the best out of herself. So I think we've got a shout out to her because she's one of the absolute best that we have. The run that we're that we're seeing from her right now is going to be cementing her legacy as an all time great Australian athlete. Also in the world of swimming, men's breaststroke took place and we saw Ooh. Englishman James Whitby with an upset victory taking Eleanor. home the gold medal. The uh, world record and games record holder was held by Adam Peaty, but he ended up finishing fourth. Didn't get a podium finish and was saw just that. short. But his fellow teammate James Whitby from Lane Three took great out name. wins gold yeah. with fifty nine point two five seconds. But uh, to round out the podium, silver and bronze, Zach Double D Cook oh, and Sam Williamson separated by only three tenths of a second, 59.52, plays 59.82 seconds in the breaststroke, Michael. Gee, you pronounced his name well. Oh. It's Double T Cook, and you said it Stubble so quickly. Yeah, well. Like, that's uh, just a quick, gonna, quick yeah. uh, round of applause to you, <laughs> Jason. We're gonna, oh, I feel like we should Oof. dub uh, Jason the, uh, the king of uh, tongue twisters. God, he is too. Because, uh, yeah. How much got a wood chop? Yeah, how much. How much wood? Wood, 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 chop, chop, chop. You need wood, to refer chop, to my sister to nail the tongue twisters on. <laughs> merely a grasshopper. And of, and of course, new world record holders. This is a bit of redemption, James and Michael, and we were discussing uh, this before like, the show, yeah, yeah, actually, like Michael. This, like the Australian this. women's 4x200 freestyle relay team reclaimed the world record feeding out Canada in England to round out the podium Big in the nations. final, breaking the world record once again, which had been broken by the Chinese in Tokyo last year. Wow. And talk about some redemption here, Jason, as well. Uh, the Australian Women's 7 team, they claimed gold four years after falling short in the maiden women's rugby sevens final against New Zealand. Obviously, we love beating New Zealand when we get the opportunity, but they triumphed here at the Commonwealth Games, beating Fiji after getting a 22-0 lead, if you don't mind. They ended up winning quite comfortably, 22-12. to Fiji had a little bit of fight left in them towards the end there, but it was too little too late. But... Talk about redemption. 
They lost to Fiji in the quarterfinal of the Tokyo Olympics. So if you want any kind of redemption on the big stage, Jason, that is where you do it. So very well done to them. And I'm sure they'll be eyeing off the Olympics in Paris as well to potentially get another gold medal. So very good win from the women's seven in the rugby. It certainly is exciting times for uh, the, the ladies in the team sports out there. We're seeing great success coming out of the Commonwealth Games. Not only that, I just want to go quickly back to the pool very quickly. Yes. Watching that freestyle relay was an inspiring sight because yes. they were just behind world record time for vast majority of that race and then Ariane Titmus dived in <sighs> and then you just saw the gap between her, the edge of her palm, the edge of the tip of the fingers because that's what it yes. all it takes. Take the tip of a finger hitting mm. a wall. That her, her body was growing ever more further away from that world record line in that final 50 metres. It's one of the all-time great Australian swimming moments, at least in recent history. And one of the all-time great celebrations from uh, head coach, as we know, Dean Boxall. He doesn't even like a celebration. He's shaking going. He's got a little bit of Heath Ledger about at him, doesn't he? At least this time he got around the crew as immediately yes, after he did. he got it. He didn't know he just kept time. running last time. They couldn't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant to see, isn't it? We love the passion. Um, staying on women's sport here... Uh, how good have the Australian T20 side been? They absolutely blitzed Barbados all out in 20 overs, and they only made 64. And the Aussies just won by a pretty leisurely nine wickets, if you don't mind, as well. And uh, in the previous game to that, Ash Garner was the hero against uh, India, and uh, we nudged out India by three wickets there. So very good victory by them. They are now locked in the semi-final for the women's T20. Of course, that's making its debut this year at the Commonwealth Games. So very good victory from them. They wear green and gold. Gee whiz, Jimmy. There's a lot of gold at the moment. How good is it? I love it. It's so good. Sport's great. And I'm, I'm confident about the lawn bowls. The next thing I'm, ex- oh, mate, <laughs> the next thing I'm excited it. about, I was a little bit annoyed because, again, I had to go to bed to try and wake up bright and early. I didn't end up waking bright and early this morning, but nonetheless, woke up to come in here. But I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't manage to catch the hockey ruse in play because uh, this is one of the sports I want to cover. Awesome, aren't they? One of my underrated sports that I just really do try and seek out a bit it is the hockey so I'm, ho- I'm looking forward to the kookaburras looking forward to the hockey roos trying to progress through they're back in action today so i've got the i've got the uh, foxtel iq set set to channel seven so i'll be waking yeah, up good. hopefully we'll be Shout back out. here either friday or maybe this Shout time out. next week we'll uh try and get uh, a little bit of coverage in for the hockey roos and the kookaburras in the hockey for the commonwealth games Fantastic. I, love it. I like it. Now, look, to give you a bit of an in-depth analysis into this uh, Lawn Bowls uh, oh, uh, extravaganza. Made now, it time, people. Now, look, Come on. We've got the men's triple semi-finals kicking off in 10 minutes. And then at 9 o'clock, we've got the men's triple finals. So, all being said, Australia versus Fiji, two islands going at it, yep. one bigger than the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mind you, England versus Wales as well. Mate, can you imagine England versus Australia in an Ashes matchup? Boy, oh boy. Ooh. It's going to be... put this year's Ashes to shame. Just oh, might. mate, I, oh, I don't know. Oof. I don't think anything beats Starkey knocking over... Uh, <laughs> Joe, uh, Joey Burns. Yeah, wh- no. Nah. Whatever his name is. Rory, 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 Rory Burns first ball. Bit of friendly fire no, there. Nothing beats that. And I guess Boland, that's that's another big arm. Yeah, yeah. see. Getting his statue built. But then Sound, again... It sounds like England going to need to channel their 05... Uh, yeah. Mm, Pity no, party. Well, yes, yeah, 05 England so. tour, not, si- no, not 6 and 7 gotcha. home tour. Well, by, the, gotcha. by, by the way, just quickly on 05, they, they had a full, like, 
ceremony about that afterwards. Like, they had a full parade in cars and everything. Like, yeah, mate. Like, this is cricket. We're talking lawn bowls here, yeah, Michael. Like, like, they like should thing. be doing that for the lawn Come bowls. Come on, Michael. This is lawn Come bowls. They only, you only, this is only for inspiration. Yes. Correct. This isn't yes. in the execution I here, James. I get it. I get it. Again, Australia versus Fiji, England versus Wales. Winners go through to the men's finals at 9 o'clock. Uh, women's fours. Wow, they've even got semifinals. Uh, I mean, look, it's still it's Fiji versus South Africa, New Zealand versus India. Nothing too special about that because Australia's already in it. Uh, men's <laughs> men's uh, pair semifinals. Australia not in that either. Uh, so we're more banking on the, the triples to get through there. Um, but then again, funnily enough, it's an Ashes matchup in the para men's pairs. Uh, B6 to B8 semi-finals, England versus Australia and Scotland versus New Zealand. Ooh. So that kicks off as well at 5.30 uh, in nine or eight minutes' time. Probably my first ever uh, recommendation here on the Sports Desk in terms of playlist, and so it went by the pretty reckless. The world does not belong to you. That's what Australia's doing. The world doesn't belong to you. We're bringing in all the gold. We're taking all the gold for ourselves. Right, here at the Commonwealth off. Games, we've got Emma McKeon and Cody Simpson in the pool later on in the campaign. But now it is time. Some AFL. We're going to wrap up round 20, Michael and James. I know. Oh, mate, that, that, that song woke me up. Oh, really excellent. did. Jeez, oh, and like sweaty. I said, Taylor Momsen, the singer for that, starred in Gossip Girl, Cindy Lou from The Grinch. That's and now so here real. we are rocking oh, it out. Cindy so Lou. Random. And now the here Grinch. she is rocking it out in the world of rock and roll. I mean, compare Phenomenal. that to her Where Are You Christmas from the, from the movie. <laughs> 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 right, that, that's uh, hmm. hard yes. to compare. And again, the world belongs to us, Australia. We're bringing home all the gold. So it was a, it was a very apt title to play here on the Sports Test. But like I said, we've got round 20 to wrap up. Uh, Michael, do you want to kick us off? I was just going to say, I wonder if there's a certain amount of gold that you can win at a Commonwealth Games where you can reclaim some stuff back from the British Museum. I wonder if that's a rule. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Mate, <laughs> Take I'm, some I'm, I'm, still, I'm still fixated on this. What was her name? Taylor Momsen. Taylor yeah. Momsen. Also, or play Jenny Humphrey from uh, Gossip Girl. If right, that helps. converted Jimmy here. Again, you? I just uh, this is what your mind gets up to when it's one thirty in the morning and you're a bit frazzled because it's very late, very tired, but you got to get things sorted out. So yeah, but mate, is this is, is this the song? I, I think it is. <laughs> this is the one from. The, 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 this sounds very very. The Grinch stole Christmas. Is this it? When did we become art smitten? <laughs> Compare that to what we just heard. It's, yeah. it's which no is, longer Christmas oh, in July. Oh, what was With going a collaboration on? from Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine as well. And uh, on that record... How is that a thing? On the record as well, that album that I pointed there, it's called Death by Rock and Roll. And there's also a collaboration with the Soundgarden guys. Nah, man. Nah, man. That, that's They're kicking far. butt. That, that's too far. Jeez. Where are you, Christmas? Round twenty, yeah, James. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, well, yes. where, where well, are your footy? That's that's well, it's, the main well, it's thing. no longer it's no longer July. So it's not. It's first of August. Wow, yes. hasn't the year gone quick? Yeah, it's it's Christmas in July. Oh, of course, it's doing. Oh, God, gosh. I haven't done that since. Stop, 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 that's the first time <laughs> I've ever been able to win one of those. Anyway, continue. No, it's very well done. Alrighty, very well done. Friday night, we had the D's going up against the Dockers. You Dockers, took the Dockers, mate, didn't you? Dockers. I thought they were going to win. I honestly thought off the stadium Friday night. Top four spot. Big one for them. Massive and they, one they've them. been caught lapping because Choke. To be, mate, to be honest with you, that wasn't convincing. That just that just didn't look like the free that we've seen this whole season. And I feel like, as I've said in the past, a lot of the teams that have now not dying away in the top four have been 
caught not playing the same footy that they have. And Melbourne, for some reason, decided to play the footy they were playing in the first five rounds of the season now. Round round 20, just out of nowhere. Uh, 12-13, played five goals, nine, 85 to 39, 46 points of difference. Uh, touches, very, very quickly in goal kickers, we had... Uh, Bailey Fritch and Kasai Pickett getting three goals apiece. And then uh, Will Bodie and David Mumford both getting... Uh, David Mumford. David Mundy getting 35 touches apiece as well. Jack Viney with 33. Andy Brayshaw uh, and Track getting 30 touches as well. Now, look, you can read into this as much as you want, but... Big game is next week for for uh, Melbourne. Oh, that, against the it's the big one. Party pies, without a doubt. The, like the Kings of the Huge. Clutch up against the reigning premiers. It's, whew, mate. I don't know who I'm going to pick in this one. I'm going, and I'm bloody excited. Oh, you're going. Hundred percent. I'm not going to miss MCC? this. Man. Come on, mate, mate. Come on. Don't, come on. Don't expose, he's, he's already wearing the collars here for those listening. Don't expose me like that, all he's right? He's wearing the collar already. He's oh, ready. The camera's rolling. He's going to be wearing collars all week. It's not my fault. You're wearing collars all week. Come on. Take those shoes along. Uh, I as mean, well. I am rocking the ball myself. <laughs> I, mean, I am sort of half joining James in this yes, instance, yes, but it's so just I'm a bit more flannel. Feel out of place here. Yeah, mate. So if, if I'm sitting in the paupers. I'm sitting in the nosebleed, mate. That's all right, boys. General admission. Thank you very much. Just wait 18 years and you'll be able to join me. That's right. Look, probably take four. I feel like, yeah, you, you, you read into this as much as you want, but. Melbourne's big test is next week. It is. I it's agree. The biggest test of this season. If Collingwood win eleven on the trot, mate, they are they are steaming home in finals. And at this point, I'm thinking they might. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's it, it's one of those it's one of those games where Melbourne are going to, have to put pull everything out, every bit of magic they have um, out of their pockets, and every single rabbit that they've ever owned in their lives out of the hat because it's going to need a miracle for them to come and beat Collingwood because if we move on to the next game, that was Collingwood-Port Adelaide. And, mate, did Collingwood turn it on? 88 played 82, 13-10, 12-10. Oh, they, they, they looked Kings nervous. Of the clutch. They looked nervous early, mate. They were they were down at the biggest point of uh, 25 points in the midway through the first quarter. Brought it back in halftime. We saw them uh, up, Funnily enough, uh, Zach Bart has kicked a goal to bring it back from 12 down to 6. Uh, th- they took a little lead into the third quarter, Port Adelaide, but then they just kind of stepped it up, uh, Collingwood, leading the third, third, third quarter time of 74 to 57. Uh, if you were Collingwood, you'd be a bit nervous about this because to get it drawn back to only a goal, that's it's almost too close for comfort. Because when you're leading by that much at three-quarter time, you kind of want to step it up. And look, they always say... We know that all too well, don't we, James? Yeah, well, 100% we do. And a lot of the time it hasn't worked out for a lot of other teams, and Collingwood's just been lucky. Like, they've they've just had that... Not all of it got to be lucky. It's got to be grit as well. I I feel like lucky's in the right word. I feel like they've had that extra edge up on other other teams. And I feel like the G definitely helped them with this. Uh, You know, if, if you've got a... You know, stadium full of pie supporters screaming your name and only a handful of pie floaters in your, uh, right. in, in, there in your way area. There, that's, that's two. That's two. two. two on the dock. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get that extra leg up. And uh, look, I feel like that they're gonna go into next week really, really confident. Guinea with three, to uh, go with two, Elliot with two, Hoskin Elliot with two. God, he's a good player, Hoskin Elliot. The enigmas, yeah, scoring and they're in form. Yeah, that's that, a, return that, is, word. that is a great that, word. That's the word the for enigmas. It. The enigmas, because for some reason they just enigmatic performance. They crack every single code that they can. And to be fair to Collingwood's 
praise. Mate, to only have your leading touches as 26 in Josh Dacos. Yep. And then Connor Rosie, Darcy Byrne-Jones and Ollie Wines all picking up over 30. Yep. Top five disposal getters for the whole game were Port Adelaide but players. They, but they piss-farted around with the ball in the, back, in the back half. And, and they just absolutely welcomed the Pies' pressure. And credit to the Pies, because their yeah, forward line pressure is brilliant. Those That small fleet of forwards that they have absolutely went to town on Port Adelaide's errors. And despite how good Port Adelaide have been for much of the second half of this season, um, you know, again, they've just... A lot of their players go missing, Jimmy, midway through games. Georgiades every now and again, he pops up. Big Chuck Dixon every now and again pops up. Mm. But they consistently, yes, Zach Butters, we know him. He's going to be an absolute star. But, you know, other than that, a lot of them go go bigging in their performances. So yeah. disappointing way to, to end this year, considering they've kept themselves in the running for quite a while in the second half of this year. But, yeah, I don't think they're making it now, Port Adelaide. Now, I want to ask you guys a very interesting question. Did you see uh, Sarah Jones' interview with Ginevan after the I game? I did. I was about to ask you about this. No. So, just to paint the picture, Jason, the uh, comment- presenter, commentator, uh, Sarah Jones from Fox, interviewed Guinea after the match and asked him... It was more of a... Not not a post-match interview about the match, but it was more just the way that he's been dealing yeah. with everything. Yeah, how you going sort of thing. And he said that a lot of the stuff that's been said about him and all the social media uh, attention that he's been getting has affected his mental health. And that, you know, he's had great support from the club and that, you know, Darcy Moore's one of his best mates and, you know, Fly's always been up, up with him and getting around him and stuff like that. Now, does this kind of show the Collingwood of new... Because the Collingwood of old, in the Malthouse era, in the early days of Nathan Buckley, you wouldn't see a player open up like this mm, and be really supported like this. Yeah. Would, would you say the Collingwood of old, that we all know very well, not being biased, just being footy fans, mm. the old, very traditional Mick Malthouse way of suck it up, don't let them see your, you know, your true side of you, whatever like that. Do you think that's playing into Collingwood's favour now that they're being vulnerable and they're being actual people rather than putting on this straight face and this steel kind of facade over them? Do you think that's helping them win and do you think it's helping the players being able to play more freely, yes or no, Michael? A simple answer is yes, because if you look at the other clubs that have been vulnerable, you look at Simon Goodwin with Melbourne, you look at particularly Damien Hardwick with Richmond, you just see that the vulnerability aspect of you know, opening up, and particularly from the head coach. When the head coach does it, that's the moment where people look and go, wow, we, we've actually got the courage now to talk up in, in front of a group of men, which, by the way, in any club is difficult. It's just the dynamic with most men. It's, it's just a difficult conversation to have when, you, when you're down or when you're struggling. But I think the industry has really turned a quarter, and, and the clubs that are really embracing, you know, the unique personalities in the game, like a Jack Ginevan, they're, they're seeing massive effects, massive positive effects from, from the entire playing group because everyone is getting around each other. So I think it's, it's having some great effects. But at the same time, it's definitely something that we, we also need to take very seriously because, yeah, without a doubt. you know, um, it's, it's been, it's been tough treatment. And, um, I think, I think what Ginevan will do, I think, in the future is he will play the game more. Um, he will not try and play for free kicks, which he, in all fairness, the free kicks have been there, so he's been playing for them. But now the rules shifted, the interpretation shifted, and now he has to change his game style. But because he's been such a talented player and he's shown his talent, uh, I think 
he, he's going to be better for it. So, yeah, yeah I, I big agree. shout out to him. I agree. Look, I think that this this came with a bit of... It was a 50-50 call, I think. It could, it could have gone both ways. Yep. Uh, but I feel like the media 100% just accepted it mm. because to come out, you're only in your second season of footy and you're coming out like that, respect to you. Uh, and look, I think that yeah, he he will play the game a lot more. It was really interesting to hear that uh, on I think it was Triple M. Uh, Pendles went on I think it was today as well mm. in the morning, and he said that uh, there's a diff. It feels like when they're playing out there that there's a different set of rules to Ginevan than there is to the other team. Yep, and that I kind of feel like does play into it as well. Oh, because we does. saw firsthand Ginevan getting absolutely decapitated, decapitated. By, by uh, Jaden Laverde. Or was it yeah, Mason Redmond? It was Red Dog. It, it was Red Dog. Uh, and he doesn't lose his all Australian spots. Look, I, I feel like I feel like everyone would have gotten around yeah. that. Every, no, every, exactly. every Essendon exactly. fan, even we got around it because it was just like, yeah, all right, it was funny. Everyone bought into the hype of it. But like, yeah, you, you don't want people exploiting that rule. No, and going extra hard. You that's you, that's you don't not want, what you want. No. They've umpires have got to literally. A walk a very very fine line here yeah, it's because it's going to be a point in finals where they're going to target him and they're going to try and hurt him. Yep. Regardless of who you support, correct. You don't want something having when the neck injury that. or nothing no. like that because this kid's career could be ruined by something that's the umpire's fault. It's a really good call, Jimmy. It's one hundred percent. They've got to be super careful about it now. You don't, you don't think Absolutely. about it, but it's a serious. It's a very very serious thing. Yep. And, and if you don't stamp it down and you don't treat him, okay, fair enough. He's ducked. In football, in soccer, you see it. When players have a tendency to dive a lot more than other players, they give the free kicks. But after a few weeks, they dampen it down and they actually realise, all right, I'm not going to do that. Because in clutch situations, like we've seen in A-League semifinals and stuff like that, when clear penalties have been given, clear penalties have been happened and the referees waved them off because of the players' tendency to dive a lot more. They need to stamp it out because the last thing we need is for Ginnam to get hurt and out of the game. Because he's one of the guys carrying the game to a new level, into a new kind of culture that we've seen. Mm. And Collingwood's culture, from what I've seen this season, is the best that the league's had in years. Yeah. One thing I love as well, last comment on the on the pies. Yep, yep. Craig McRae going on radio shows and talking every week. Oh, I love it. The consistency. The transparency. Oh, the transparency. It's great. Jeez. I'm a big fan of it. But I love it. We're going to but, move but on. just quickly on Go that, on. If, if any of our discussions about mental health have triggered anything, just make sure there is support out there. Beyond Blue, 1300-22-4636, or the Kids Helpline as well, 1800-55-1800. Uh, it, it, it's a really important discussion to have, and I think, you know, when players come out and they be vulnerable like what Ginevan has been, I think it's wonderful for the game and it reaches much more audiences. So well done to him. Good man. All righty, moving on to the uh, Battle of the Bridge here. Sydney. Are they still calling it that, Jimmy? Uh, who knows, mate? It's it's just a it's just a game. Someone said Sydney. demolition derby the other day, and it was a demolition towards it was. the GWS Giants. Jimmy, oh, talk, talk about a lack of spike. I know, right? Tell me about it. Seventeen <laughs> ten played five goals, nine hundred twelve to thirty nine. Dear me, Giants, what are you doing, mate? Jeez. Because seriously, that was a blowout and a half. And Sydney, if they keep if they keep this momentum, the way that the latter predictions that I've done, I see Sydney in the top four. Yeah, I agree. I, I got to one hundred percent agree with you. The Swans are probably one of the most sound sides in it right now, and they've hit their straps at the right time. You talk about premiership profiles, Jimmy. This is the time where you want to start seeing rapid improvement and consistency week to week, and that's what the Swans are doing. Just quickly on the GWS Giants, we're talking about transparency and vulnerability before. What about Spike? McVeigh in his press conference pretty much mentioned he put players on the agenda. He said we had 
roughly eight players today. He mentioned all eight players, Jimmy, that played well, and then the 14 that didn't play well, well, they didn't get a mention. What do you think? And he used the terminology, checked out. Mm. I, just, I just wonder about that. There are a couple of t- players on the table. We know the GWS Victoria situation. A lot of Victorian, talented Victorian players, Jimmy, go to GWS, they play there. And, of course, the big speculation, big contracts coming back to Victoria, homesickness, yep. all that sort of stuff. I like it. From a from a senior coach, I mean, I I know he's just an interim coach, and I know probably at the end of the season he probably doesn't get the role. But I like this. I really do like this from him. What what, what are your opinions? Do you, do you think they should be putting names on the agenda, or do you think you know this is this is a nice little way to stir the pot and get a reaction? It's ballsy. I'll it is. It's, it takes a lot of kahunas to do this because this is definitely something that you see in the rooms and in the inner sanctum of football yeah, where you, you really do. see it, where they call people out. And it happens everywhere. If you play local sport, if you've played sport before, you really know this because mm-hmm. the coach, your coach calls you out. If you're not playing well and he's trusts the group, mm-hmm. he says it. Mm-hmm. The amount of trust he must have by both ways, yeah. from the players trusting the coach and the coach trusting the players as an interim coach as well, to be able to do that and the players not come out or be angry with it. For all we know, they could be angry. but They could be. Internally, like if you're doing that though, I don't think it's a it's something you do lightly. Yep. Uh, I like it. I think it's it does show that extra level of trust and that bit mm. of. Um, it also you- shows you might want to dub next week against his old side. I know, right? For sets up a good game, doesn't it? I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm very I'm very keen for the next couple of games. Swans, Swans don't have a lot of chink in the armor. Just just finally on this game, they they are very very sound. I, I like the move that uh, John Longmire has done the last couple of weeks. We know Tom Papley is a real um, talk about enigmatic players. He's just an energetic player, and he he's got incredible speed. Um, he's great, and, and they've been playing him outside of the midfield just in little bursts just to give them a little bit more spark in there. He's been exceptional. Callum Mills is having a career-best season. And uh, Buddy Franklin's just doing what he needs to do, just keeps ticking over the scoreboard. So they're very sound at the moment. Buddy's so good. (sighs) To to be as old as he is, still playing, kicking three every week pretty much. Pretty much. I love it. That's great. Could be on the move next year. You never know where he's going to go. Could be... Merit Melbourne could move anywhere else. Honestly, my money's he's going to go to Gold Coast, something like that. Well, Jimmy boy, you uh, heard it first year on the sports desk. Oh, mate, if that happens, quote me. Absolutely. All right. Uh, a bit more footy after the break. A little bit more footy. We, we do have to get to a break, Jimmy, and you've got you've got some good tunes for us. Uh, always, consistently I, I always good love tunes. A bit of, I always love a few tunes here. I um, I've got a bit of a obsession with uh, indie bands. Would you call it? Yeah, yeah like it. Like now, it. Now th- this team. is a this is a local uh, New Zealand band that I've. I'm a big fan of. Uh, when I discovered Mako Road, the uh, the New Zealand band as well. Yes, uh, mate. This is this is Daily J, Daily and uh, they were supposed to perform at a few festivals that have uh, but pulled out. Hopefully, we'll be back in the new year and uh, in the later ends of this year. This is Space by Daily J here on the Sports Desk. One's in. Space by Daily J, indie band out of New Zealand, back on the sports desk on Sin. Yeah, yeah. Before the break, we're talking a bit of chit-chat of the AFL and the first three games of the round. Now we're going to move on to the last couple games. Last couple, uh, the six. Couple. Couple times three. Couple times three, there we go. <laughs> All righty. Steiner maps well right played. there, Michael. Well played. Steiner maps. <laughs> I'm going to show cool. you that video once we're done. We'll do that as like an online exclusive, no, I think, at the end. Gosh. Okay. All about it. Twilight, Saturday afternoon. 
Under the roof. Saints by 12 at Marvel at the Eddie Hayde at the Telstra Dome. The Telstra uh, Dome, that's a throwback. What did you think of this result, James? You've been very critical of St Kilda in the last month. Yeah, you know what? They just did what, this. What, what's mm. the word starting with P, Jimmy? Pretenders. That's it. What if There's I say I'm not there. like the others? No, just, you know what? Honestly, this... Pie floaters. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> that's three! <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I, I wish the now. See, we've got the we've got the cameras, cameras rolling. rolling. We do, so if you we saw do. the facial expression that I just did, <laughs> I was like, "Pop!" Oh, uh, uh, look, it keeps them in the top uh, top eight. Big big win. They needed this because if not, uh, they were stuck behind Richmond on forty points if they didn't win this. Uh, dear me, though, ten goals, fifteen. They could this this could have been a big blowout if they actually kicked straight. Ben uh, King, I think it was Max King, sorry, only kicked two, but I think he was very inaccurate as well. Two goes five. Two goes five, there you go. And then you had, uh, like, Tim Embry kicking one, two, Brad Crouch, one, one. So many individual point scorers as well. <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, this, they're lucky. They're lucky. Yep. It, was, it was a good win, though. I mean, cre- credit to them. They did come off 12-point victors, two goals. Um, that's what you need. And, look, they'll go into next week, hopefully feeling a little bit more confident than this week. Uh, but, look, Richmond's knocking on the door. And it would not surprise me if they decided to spoil the party, but I don't think they're getting past the Dons in the last round, so that won't happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Call it early. Next best team that will get them is the Bulldogs if they decide to play well. Um, but, look, oh, let's move into the next game. We may as well. As, we may as well. You've already mentioned it. Which was the Bulldogs, Dogs. isn't it? Uh, Joel Selwood, 350. Wow. Tomahawk, 300. At, uh, at GMHBA as well, 94 played 66. Can you, the Cat is coming off 28 points, the victors. Sounds uh, like a textbook victory there by the Cats. Yeah, no, honestly though, like it it was stock standard. I, I feel like this was I, I need a win that they really needed. I feel like that they played they played incredibly well. Dangerfield picking up 26 as well as Isaac Smith. Uh, Cam Guthrie with 25, playing well as he always does. As well as Tom Stewart, Mitch Duncan and uh, Zach Guthrie, uh, Cam's, yeah. Cam's brother. All putting in great performances and goal kickers as well. We had Jeremy Cameron with two, Tom Hawk with two, and Cam Guthrie backing up the 25 touches with two goals, two as well. Ooh, mate. Jimmy, Cats you're looking good. They, yeah. They're looking very Cats good. Cats are looking strong. After, yeah, There's not many more comments no, I can really make. No, it is no, a textbook no. victory. No, I mean, dogs, dogs, dogs came out strong. The, what was it? Four goals to one in the first quarter. They were yep. looking seriously good. Obviously, you talk about you know pep talks and coaches giving a spray, coaches giving some inspiration. I think that's what Luke Beveridge would have done to start the game. Really put some pep in the, the doggy steps. But the Cats, what about after halftime? We, got, we just got to note this. They kicked the first four goals after halftime within just... Just nine minutes. So that, that talks about the dramatic swings in the contest. And they ended up finishing that quarter eight goals, too, if you don't mind. So seriously accurate. And the dogs could only manage three behind. So I think that actually shows the gulf between these two sides. The Cats' best is clearly the best in the competition right now, arguably. And probably D's aren't too far behind that. Maybe 2021 mm. form we're more looking into. But the Cats, definitely their best is yeah. competition best. And the scary part about the Cats is they're just so versatile. At all. And, and it doesn't even just come in team form, in the ebbs and flows of their game. They can play quick, they can play slow, they can play sideways, they can do it with accuracy, but they can actually, all of their players can play multiple roles, and that's the scary part. And also, Paddy Dangerfield, if you don't mind, he looks seriously hungry. I, I just love the hunger from him. They held a little bit longer on him, they managed him well, they bring him back in, ripe for the finals, and I just think it's it's just all-round... Greatness from the cats. Yeah, and and what about Joel Selwood's send off as well? How, how good great. was that? It was great, classy, 
Class, you know what? Classy, classy sound by Classy Club. Classy performance as well. Everything of this uh, game wreaked class for me. Amazing. They're going oh, to they're, they're be so strong in finals. But I'll tell you who's going to be really shaky coming into finals. Ooh, the Jimmy. Blues. Dear oh, 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 I love the transition that, that, there, Jimmy boy. Lordy, Lord. Hi, Blues. Sam. What are you doing? Yeah, hi, Sam. How's your Monday going, mate? Supporting the Blues. <laughs> we're actually, Jimmy and I, just for a visual reference, we're, we're wearing blue um, yep. in, oh. in solidarity. In solidarity for how terrible the Blues, the blues played. One of my mates went to actually Adelaide over to watch this game. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> you know what? Tough luck. That's how the cookie crumbles. Hey, uh, that's serves what happens. you right for... Going down to Adelaide to watch this. Uh, 12 goals, 12 <laughs> played, 8 goals, 7, 84 to 55. This was, I feel, this to me just summed up a typical Saturday Arvo in Adelaide for the Crows. Yes. Like this, if you throw back to a Saturday Arvo 10 years ago for the Crows, this is the performances they put up. Oh, it's a really good point. I don't know what it is, but like Saturday afternoons in Adelaide just go together. They do. They do. They it's do. a very the be- home side. beautiful ground, oh, stunning ground. Um, as Sam said in the show on Friday, it's one of the better grounds to go to. I watched sure. the game. I watched the game of cricket there. F- flew home that day. Decided to watch three hours of cricket. Saw Matty Renshaw make a hundred. Oh, uh, it's it's a beautiful oval. It's 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 probably oh, you know what it's a probably top two, top three in the, in Australia uh, yeah. behind behind the G obviously. Um, Quick stats as well. Goal getters, touch getters. Uh, we had Ben Keys and Taylor Walker getting three goals each. Ben Keys, fun fact, all from the goal square, those goals. Hey, you take him. Hey, take, take him. him. Take him. 21 touches to back it up as well. Played, played on Adam Saad. Played in the gating role on Adam Saad. Adam Saad is, has a you know ten- tendency to sort of run up the ground, try and get... I wouldn't say easy disposals. I mean, he he intercepts and then he then he goes on his bike and and yep. he's been seriously good at it all season. But the trouble is with Adam Saad because he was under so much pressure from Adelaide because they just they they put a lot of work into him. It was a great tactical choice to play a play with role with with Saad. So the trouble was Saad would get up the ground, he'd miss the ball, and then Ben Keys would be out the back. So it was a really, really smart coaching performance by Matthew Nix and the whole Crows. And they just, they absolutely executed all their roles. But I'll be honest with you, I'm going to put this on the Blues. This was their worst performance of the year. Easily. Easily. And and this is not the time of the year where you want to be doing that. So just for, for all of those ladder reference people that are looking out there, wondering what the ladder's looking like, where do you think the Blues are, Jimmy? Mate, they drop out of the eight for me. I reckon wow. if, they, if they perform like Sheesh. that every week, they've got the pies last, last game That's of the season. That's the big one. That is season defining yeah. for them, and it could be season defining for the Pies as well if they don't if they struggle next week against the Demons. James, mark it in for next week here on the sports desk. If Carlton lose next week, Brisbane. I'll deliver you with a new theory. Wow, okay. All to right. Brisbane. All right. Wow, I like it. I like it. But just quickly, mm-hmm. um, the Baggers seventh on the ladder, so they could have potentially been locking in a top four spot if they had, mm-hmm. had won that game. So it's a massive blow for them. Big danger. Big big danger. And a couple of injuries too. I did. Yeah. I did. So it's um, not looking good. Next game, we had Sunday, 110. Suns took over the West Coast Eagles by three points. This is a pretty clutch game for the Suns. Uh, Stewie Jill will be pretty happy with this, I'm pretty sure. The uh, the way that they played was decent. West Coast took it up to them. Wasn't I was quite surprised they took it up to them like that. Three yeah, points. I was surprised too. Uh, highlighted goal, Marbio Charles Golden, <sighs> three minutes to go. King of the clutch, Jeez, easily. Poor, he he kicks it on. the ball so sweetly. He does. He's, you know what? And he's he, so relaxed. If there's, if there's oh. one thing you got to like, if we touch on this very, very quickly, the one thing I love is Marbio Charles kicking action. Oh, it's amazing, it's just Jimmy. Oh, um, Richmond, Brisbane Lions, three twenty at the G. 
God, this was a good game. What a ga- game of the round, game. almost. Oh, without a doubt. 15-14, played 14-13, 104-97. Richmond coming off seven-point victors. Goal kickers, Noah Cumberland with five straight. Oh, Eric pretty pretty good way to, to, to back up after last week's um, heartbreak. Oh, 100%. He, just, just for reference, he was the one on the on the siren, plays on, and the siren goes. Redemption. Can't get his shot at goal. That is absolute redemption if you ever see it. So well, well done to him. Cr- credit not to him. only that, in a clutch moment, uh, one of the final goals Richmond scored was, go back and have your shot. Yes, they did, I noticed they that multiple times. And Brisbane, on the other hand, they missed all of their clutch goals. They had a chance, They had they? a chance. Mm. They had a chance. Second, second Sunday go. afternoon I game that it's happened. Brisbane do well. Yes. Why do they keep doing this to themselves? I 2004, them. I was very boys. Since 2004, the Lions have only won at the G four out of 31 games, oh, if you God. don't mind. And I've got to, uh, while we're on the stats, boys, this is going to be one that's going to delight a lot of Essendon fans. There is not only our big stat of 6,540 days since winning a final. Thanks for now, again, Brisbane Michael. are days since winning at the G, 2,543. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, boys. I prefer Chris Fagan's response. To when that question was asked to him before that game happened. Yeah, if yeah, we yeah. win, it means they've gotten rid of their demons and they can win at the G and they win the big one. If they don't, it means they can't win the big one. It's just, I just think it's spin. No, I, I agree. Fair enough. While we're on quotes, can I just say one more? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> BT in commentary. There we go. He goes, <laughs> when Charlie Cameron celebrates oh, his funny. goal, he goes, can someone tell him that there's only an accelerator on one side of the motorbike? That's great. <laughs> Hey, quick with it. I love BT. He's great. I love Cause, BT. Because that'll put your bike in a spin if you're doing both sides. I makes mean, no sense. Make, makes zero sense. Um, I love we Brian. love to watch it. But I love Brian. <laughs> Get him to... on the show, Michael. <laughs> he's, gosh, he's a bit nitpicky, isn't he, Brian? Tell Brian. You one, I'll tell you what one thing that surprised me. He's Joe Danaher kicked now. three goals right? Wow. in the first quarter, and that was it. Yep. I mean, he went quiet that's, after that. That's the Joe Danaher show for ah, you. Ah, Joe. A lot of ups and welcome downs. To, welcome to the Joe show. Yep. Uh, Enjoy Brisbane fans. <laughs> <laughs> last game of the round, his ex-team, Essendon, took down North Melbourne uh, 114-66. Now, before you go into any details here, James, mm-hmm. it is a great win for the Bombers, and we've got three Essendon fans here at the panel here. I just want to quickly Im- say this immediately. As an Essendon fan... When we play North Melbourne, it doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. I'm always terrified when we play North. I was very that nineties respect and that that rivalry Mm. that we've had since. You know, and it dates back to you know 2014 Grand Final, Anthony McDonald tipping Woody kicking that clutch goal, 2019 baby. But if it's Essendon versus North, I'm always going to be worried because. There's very few guarantees in this game, but when Essendon play North, Cam Zerha will always. Always turn up, and he did. He's, he the, did. he's the Matt Tabernar of North Melbourne when he plays. Yeah, this no, week. he is. You're right. Four goals straight for him. Eighteen <laughs> touches. Uh, Jake Stringer, the package, getting five goals, three. God, jeez. Eight, go- eight scoring shots. in the first quarter, and then he dropped off. He had to perk up again towards the end. That's right. Still played well. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the, for him. Don, Don's were very convincing in this. I thought Mason that, Redmond, my player of the match for that. Oh, ten votes. This this is all Australian level defence. What he was playing. Well, like, the whole thing is that the thing that I love with this with, with this guy is that he had a former slump. Spent a lot of time in the VFL. I was very worried he was going to get delisted at one stage. I feel like I feel like we all kind of had that suspicion when he was playing a lot of VFL footy that he's going to get delisted. Didn't get delisted. Proved his worth. Stayed on, and uh, that's it. What what more can you ask for? Um, but look, I think that's what four four wins in five games. Yep, six wins, f- six wins, seven, seven wins, games. I believe. Yeah, yeah it's out of a- 
Good form. I wish we just played like that in the uh, in the actual season and didn't finish. But again, this game did serve as a reminder that North Melbourne can. They can put on when they want to. There's still great potential. It was there. close for a little bit, and then it just Certainly blew was. out. I think I think Dylan Schill being out as well really hurt Essendon, particularly in the clearance game. I think I think uh, North were plus twenty two in clearances. But as you mentioned, Jason, as soon as North won the clearances, they just kicked it straight to Mason, Mason Redmond. So I, Nick I Hind think, as well. Look, I know there's a lot of good backmen that are going to be in the All Australian this year, but. Uh, if, if if Mason doesn't make it, it's it's not the end of the world. But he's certainly going to finish in the top three of the best and fairest, no question. He's he's had an amazing season, so good good on him. And it's been a great second half of the season for the Dons. It's been a great show as well as a segue. It's been amazing. Oh, Is that the last game? That's the last game. Wow, there it's you go. Oof. Sheesh. Right on the dot. Six o'clock, Six. and we're, we're going to be back Friday to talk, do it all over again for round twenty-one. We are, we are. yes, we will be boys. sitting at the panel side, and no, there'll no. be a lot of great debates had, and we'll talk all about the uh, lawn bowls results as well. Certainly, right. You know what? I was I was quite happy that in that little uh, in that little <laughs> story that he, that you posted uh, about yes, the uh, yes. Ace Trip title ad. Thank God he never pie floated because he no. lost. <laughs> That's all my respect. Look at him. That's he's overtook me. And not only that, me. James is the one who's probably delivered triple the amount of pie flow you know references than the originator, the master. He's loved it. This is this is completely different. The master though, and Michael, the apprentice. Michael does it to tick me off and get me on my nerves. I do. Right? I'm doing it out of pure hate out to of that spite. dish. Turn about out of a spite. Out of, oh, you know... <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, if you join us again on the Sports Desk on a Monday, hopefully I'll have a bit of. Uh, I'll be able to stay up and watch some hockey brews or maybe the Kookaburras for the Commonwealth Games. Love a bit of hockey. Who doesn't love a bit of hockey? We'll wrap yeah, up the hockey. lawn bowls, of course, and on hey, Friday. Hey, let's do going lawn, lawn and, bowls. Is and Sam, out. Sam, will, who will be here on Friday, he's going to talk about Ash Barty's wedding. He is. Yes. We got married. Good, good, also... good mate with Gary, apparently, Sam. So ah, Not only that, we'll it. even follow up even more of what's been happening over over in Birmingham in Poolside. And, of uh, and of course, new theory on Monday, should Carlton lose? <laughs> Barty didn't have a wedding cake. You know what she had? What you have? Pie floater. Oh, yeah. stop oh, it, yeah, baby. All right, five. I'm done. All right. <laughs> that's, that's five. We're done for the day. We're going to be out of here.